fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Happy Friday, everybody. What's going on? Welcome here on Fantasy Football Today on September 21st. Guys, I enjoyed that game last night. That was fun. You enjoyed the second half. Yeah, yeah, You did yeah. enjoy the first half. As soon as Baker came in, it became a watchable game. For whatever reason, I did enjoy the first half. Uh, I know that sounds weird, but I thought the Jets' defense was playing so well. I was so impressed, and they kind of fell apart. Wah, Adam wah. was just happy that the Jets lost and the Giants might not be the worst team in New York. Uh, that is a, that's a good question. Who wins, Giants or Jets? Jets. Giants. I'll say the Jets. All right. I would ask the Google Assistant, but we have other things to talk about here. We have starter sit for the NFC home games. The Vikings-Bills game might be the easiest game we've ever previewed, uh, although I was a little surprised at uh, where Kirk Cousins was ranked, a little lower than I expected. We'll talk about that. We are going to welcome Carson Wentz back, uh, but let's recap Jets and Browns. And email of the day is from Adam from a southwest city of Dave's Choice. Uh, Hackberry, Arizona. Dear Justin, Stephen, and Paul, and I believe he told us they were Canadian prime ministers, so I won't even bother Googling. Uh, I started Bilal Powell on my bench, Hyde, and Crowell. I am an idiot moron. Hmm. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a PPR league or two where I started Bilal, Bilal Powell and benched Crowell. Yep. Doesn't feel good. Yeah, I liked Powell better than Crowell going into the game because I thought it would be hard for Crowell to gain yardage. That happened, but uh, he found the end zone a couple of times. That that part stunk. Yes, if he uh, if if you didn't start him, you could always wipe away your tears or something else. I didn't know he was a lefty, by the way. Oh, he is a lefty. Wait, what well, is the? What I, at is least the... he is when you know he goes number two. Oh, the wipe thing. Oh, I didn't get it. Yeah, that was disgusting. But but I thought it was funny, but it was pretty disgusting. Cleveland wins for the first time in 20 games. Dilly dilly. They gave free beer to everyone. Tyrod Taylor left with a concussion. Tyrod Taylor also threw Antonio Callaway for what could have been an 80-yard touchdown. Callaway is 42% owned. So they haven't announced it officially. I'm sure we expect. Yes, yes, they have. We expect Baker Mayfield (laughs) to be the starter. (laughs) I think we need to give Hugh the benefit of the doubt and let him watch the tape just to be sure. That he's doing the right they thing. They may kill Hugh Jackson if he does not start Baker Mayfield. <laughs> uh, hey, look, Tyrod Taylor was good enough for, for them. They could have won each of their first two it games. Should be 3-0. It could be 3-0. They could be 3 0. Could be 3 0, sure. They should, should at, least, a good at least be 2 0. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, but anyway, like, like if, if Baker Mayfield takes over, what's the impact on the, no if, no if. When he takes over, what's the impact on the offense? It's a big plus I for mean, the offense. Jarvis Landry, you're still starting him across the board, and you're still starting Carlos Hyde, and you're still taking a wait-and-see approach with Antonio Callaway, but yes, it's a big step up. I think you could take a wait-and-see approach with David Njoku, too. You can't start him, though. No, you can't. Not yet, but tight end was part of the routine for Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma, and he leaned on him a couple times. It was part of the routine for Tyrod Taylor at Buffalo. No, not as as good. part of the routine for Tyrod Taylor the first two weeks in Cleveland. He had 14 targets in the first two weeks. That's true. That's true. But the quality of target is going to improve. Tyrod did not play well when he was was under center. And Baker, at least in a game where he was completely unprepared to be the, the main guy, he didn't go through a week's worth of practice with the starters, he was amazing. He missed, I don't think he missed on any throws necessarily. The one that should have been an interception. There was, he threw it right to the defensive back. Okay. So there's he had one. Three, three bad throws. I think he had three bad plays. And he, like, if we're going to nitpick, he looked like he could be a quarterback who's turnover prone. He yeah. fumbled twice in the pocket. Yeah. And threw a ball that hit a defensive back right in the chops. He probably has more Favre traits than Mahomes has Favre traits. And that's, that's, I, that's like what I said to Dave. He looks like what I expected Mahomes to look like early this year. Yes. And that will change once he plays more. No. And well, once he, yeah, well, he's, he's gonna the have, gunslinger mentality will yeah, not no, change, but holding on to the football, he'll get better at. That's not something that I think will be consistent throughout his career. Well, but I, I think that it's important to note that Sam Darnold has probably taken a step back 
a bigger one each game, you know? Like, he looked pretty good uh, on Monday Night Football against the Lions. Had a terrible first half against the Dolphins. Had a pretty good second half. Was really bad yesterday. They were very conservative. They didn't throw the ball downfield at all. So it's it's possible they had no film. They were preparing for Tyrod Taylor. This was maybe an advantageous situation for for Baker Mayfield. Maybe not. He gets a full week of practice if he's a starter. But I just, you know, I think Darnold's gotten a little worse. It was a terrible performance. So maybe the same thing happens to Baker Mayfield. It's tough for rookie quarterbacks. Um, I don't know that there's much the, the difference though there. between the two guys is is the talent around them. Like Cleveland has talent. The Jets don't really have a lot of talent. Speaking of Jets talent, all right. So. Uh, should we just start as a Crowell going forward, or is it just going to be a headache every week? I just think it's game specific. I mean, Powell was the better player, but Crowell but seems Crowell. more likely to get the touchdowns, doesn't he? That's the thing that you have to hang your hat on with him. But that's really about it, unless there's a matchup that comes along that is so favorable for the Jets' run game that you can look at him and say, "Okay, we know the Jets are going to be able to run. They should be able to run a lot. Crowell will get the most of that work." They're both averaging 4.5 yards per carry. Uh, Crowell had that really long touchdown run against the Lions. That's certainly helping. But I wonder if the, with the Lions game, the first Crowell touchdown, remember Powell had that thing with his eye and came off the field in the red zone? I wonder if that would have been his opportunity. I, I, don't I think, think last night was they're going to give Crowell a chance to score. I'm not sure anyone's going to disagree here, but look at their upcoming schedule. At Jacksonville, Denver, Indianapolis, Minnesota, at Chicago, Miami. I mean... Who, who wants to start these guys? That's I'm sure I'm sure there'll be some good games in there, but it'll be hard to predict. Is a sell high opportunity or no? Yes, on Crowell. I think Powell and PPR will still be fine. It was a little disappointing that he had no catches. But he never. That's the thing. Like he's, he almost never does. He pretty like, much that was never part of the does. argument for him last week, and then he does. Yeah, but but the year the the year two years prior it was sharing the field with Matt Forte, who was a better pass catcher than him. Powell and will be better next week. I think I 100 percent agree. And, but he won't be good. You look at what this offense is and, and how they're not challenging anybody down the field. That, I think, sets up better for Powell. How we feel about Anunwa must start going forward. I know he only had four for 57, but he is the apple of uh, Sam Darnold's eye. He's must start in PPR, for sure. At, at, at the very least, he's a top 30 receiver. Okay. Uh, anything else? Okay, good. Browns are fun. Good, good. I told you I wanted to go to that game, and if I had gone to that game... I would have used the SeatGeek app. Got an email today. Hey, what is the SeatGeek promo code? I always laugh at that because I probably say it a hundred times, but that is fine. I get that question a lot. You can feel free to tweet me at Adam Azer if you ever need the SeatGeek promo code. It is FFT. Download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FFT. You will get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So just think about that next time you need to go to an event and you're looking at tickets and they feel a little pricey. Well, the first thing you do is you download the SeatGeek app because SeatGeek searches multiple sites and finds all those great results for you, grades every ticket, gives every ticket a grade based on value so you can easily see where the best bargains are. Right from the start, even before the promo code, you're getting a great price because SeatGeek is searching a lot of places. And then you type in the promo code FFT, you get 20 bucks off your first purchase. I'm not lying to you when I say I use SeatGeek all the time. It is the best ticketing app I have found. And the promo code is FFT. Uh, stat of the week. I don't know that there's anything actionable here, but it's LOL. The Redskins allow 269 fewer passing yards per game than the Chiefs. And that is more than what Matt Ryan averages per game. So the Redskins yards per, pa- uh, passing yards per game allowed plus Matt Ryan passing yards per game is still less than what the Chiefs allow. Chiefs played Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger. Redskins have played Sam Bradford and, and Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, yes. And now they get Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. That stat's going to change a little bit. <laughs> Probably. Just a little bit. Uh, so now let's go through the injury items here. Do you expect Marquise Goodwin? Not yet. I want to see what he looks like in practice on Friday and what we hear out of San Francisco. Yeah, and you know what? We uh, we had a, a real good mailbag show Yesterday, uh, last week, Saturday mailbag, we waited a while. We waited for the injury news to come in. So I think we should be able to do that again this week. Mm-hmm. So the Saturday mailbag uh, should be able to help you out with the injury updates. Um, also on the Saturday mailbag, I'm going to have Mike McClure on to talk about fantasy, to talk about DFS. He's a sports line writer. He's a DFS expert, and we'll give you some DFS advice with Mike McClure. Uh, do you expect LaShawn McCoy at Minnesota? Yeah. <laughs> 
Leonard Fournette against Tennessee. Yep. Jay Ajayi against the Colts. We'll know more about that by the mid-afternoon, but it's not looking good. Josh Gordon at Detroit on Sunday night. Rob Gronkowski at Detroit on Sunday night. Gronk is going to be fine. I think Josh Gordon is going to end up playing. All right, so since we previewed those games yesterday, are you starting Leonard Fournette or are you starting Josh Gordon? I don't mind Fournette if you have number two running back expectations. I think you only go with Gordon if you're really thin at wide receiver or flex and you just need someone that has some crazy high upside, but there's crazy low downside with him too. Huge risk. Jamie, does this make Chris Hogan a sit? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, at, at best, the number three receiver. Do you expect Cole Beasley at Seattle? Not sure. We're going to have to wait and see what happens in Dallas on Friday with him. Jordy Nelson at Miami. We can wait on him too. Today's but I, a big day. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Heath. Thanks, Heath. I, Jordy, you're not starting anyway. Jordy, you're probably cutting at this point. T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, Jack Doyle. That's another one. That's another three, actually. They didn't practice on Thursday, right? All three of them were out. So let's see if they get after it on Friday. Okay. And Marcus Mariota at Jacksonville might play. Yeah, not going to start it. him. Yep. No. Yeah. D- Derek Henry at Jacksonville. Do we expect him? As of now, yes. Guys, I should have, I really missed an opportunity for a wonderful Ryan. What I should have called the Ryan Fitzpatrick segment yesterday. Remember I went with Fitzmagic or Fitzcraptrick. Obviously I should have gone with Fitzmagic or Fitztragic. Thank you to like 10 people who pointed that out. So my apologies. And just because I know not everybody's able to listen to the entire episode, I did want to reiterate what the guys said about the Patriots. And the Lions game. It was the last game we previewed. It was about an hour in. Um, we're kind of thinking the rookie running backs might break out a little bit. Sony Michelle, carry on Johnson. We're hoping. I don't know that we're willing to make starter sit decisions on it, but we're hoping that's the case. It's sort of a bold. I start, call. I start Michelle. Yeah, I would too. As a flex. Yep. And you'd start him over Burkhead. Yes, I would. But not over White. Non PPR in in non PPR. Yes. Okay. I'll be I'll be the cautious one of the group and say. Michelle's third on the Patriots running back pecking order for me in fantasy. I I have neglected the IDP audience, and I made a big mistake yesterday. I was looking at Denzel Ward. Should I pick him up? Should I pick him up? Did not pick him up, and now it's too late. Uh, he needs to be added. He's uh, seems like he's going to cause some havoc, create some turnovers. He had a forced fumble and a recovery yesterday. That's the number four overall pick in the draft, the, the uh, Browns cornerback. Any other IDP guys that we want to recommend? I think uh, Jamie made some moves in IDP yesterday, if I recall. Um, transactions here. Yeah, I have uh, Trey Flowers, so I picked up um, Robert Quinn. Yeah, he's been a, a really nice addition for the Dolphins. Yeah, he's he's done. You know, he's not getting a lot of tackles, but he's getting after the quarterback, so he's available in a lot of leagues. Um, their their defense against Derek Carr, if, you know, Carr's holding the ball a little longer this week, then they'll have some opportunities to get after him. Uh, Kenny Young. Should be the replacement for CJ Mosley in Baltimore. Yeah, but I don't know if he's going to get a full workload because they brought back Albert McClellan and they've got other linebackers that they can work in there. So you can pick him up to speculate, but I don't know if he's going to, he won't be as good as CJ Mosley. Well, no, you're not, you're not, you're not replacing CJ Mosley with anyone on the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, know for sure how to pronounce his last name, but Josh Bynes, Bins in Arizona. I think it's Bynes. They're, they're going to spend so much time on the field that there will be a lot of tackle opportunities. Not sure he makes any big plays. A couple of defensive linemen that are free agents in an IDP league that I play in that have put up some points, and defensive line is one of the thinnest positions in IDP. Dante Fowler, Jarrell Casey, although it, these guys it will probably take big plays for them uh, to be special for your team. Marcus Hunt with Indianapolis could be another one. Okay. I uh, I wanted to pick up Nick Vigil. I lost a claim on him. Cincinnati linebacker Nick Vigil could get you like a safe seven or eight tackles or something like that. And that maybe that's for deeper leagues. I don't know. But those are some IDP guys. Got a request for some IDP talk, and there it is. All right, we'll get into a little bit of start sit right now. We'll of course, get into all the games. We got beat the waiver wire coming up. Let's take a look at the David Johnson conundrum. Heath and Jamie have him 14th in non-PPR. Jamie's got him 12th in PPR. Heath has him 13th. 
And Dave Richard has David Johnson, stand by your Daves, sixth in both non-PPR and PPR. So, uh, yeah, he's got the Bears. They've been really good. They were great against running backs last year. They were pretty good against pass-catching running backs last year. I'll give you a stat on that. But, Dave, you're bullish. Now, we, we already debated Geo and David Johnson yesterday, but let's get into David Johnson a little bit more today. And, Dave, you got six, six, you got him six, excuse me, in your rankings. David Johnson. You drafted him to start him first and foremost. And even though week two was terrible for him, week one was not bad. He had nine targets. He had five catches. I believe he found the end zone. He can do that at a minimum. He should do that at a minimum, I should say, every single week. And the Cardinals have come out and said, we need to get David Johnson more involved. And Arizona's going to start feeling a little desperate. They're 0-2. They've looked terrible. They're going to figure out, we need to get David Johnson the ball. This is a tough spot for the Bears' defense to be in after playing on Monday night. And I don't know if that run defense has truly been tested this year. I think they're good. There's no question about that. But they've stopped Jamal Williams and Chris Carson and Rashad Petty. And they've been run at 40 times through two games. And that's, what did I say that was, fourth least on the NFL this season? So David Johnson's going to get a big workload. I'm putting him in my lineup. I'm not thinking twice about it. If he has another bad, bad game this week, we're talking sub-10 fantasy points, then I think we can start to worry. But usage is going to matter, and that, that'll that play a role. But I am still expecting him to get close to 20 touches in the game. And based on what David Johnson's done when he's gotten 20 touches – He's been just fine for fantasy. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I agree with everything you said. Every except, single person that has David Johnson hopes I, I, I'm right. I, I agree with everything you said except the Bears defense being in a tough spot. Have you seen the Cardinals play? Yes. Okay. They're not in a tough spot. <laughs> I'm sorry that you had to watch it's them play. It's tough for any defense. Yeah. It is. You, you play this emotional game on Monday night and then you got to turn around and fly all the way to Arizona. I'll tell you what. That's a, that's a vacation to me. Well. <laughs> <laughs> It might be, but I I think Arizona's one of those teams that's desperate. Their back's against the wall. They can't start 0-3. Uh, spoiler alert, they're going to start 0-3. But David Johnson is still going to get his, and he'll help them stay competitive in the game. I mean, look, I hope you're right. I I, I think Giovanni Bernard, Tevin Coleman, these guys' replacement options are in just better situations this week. So it looks like, yeah, so there are four, I would say, replacement options that are – Better than David Johnson, according to Jamie and Heath. Only one of them, according to Dave. That is James Conner. Everybody's starting James Conner over David Johnson. The other guys, Giovanni Bernard, Tevin Coleman, and then I'll throw in Matt Breida. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. David Johnson, they're back-to-back. So, Heath, Heath, do you have Breida or Johnson ahead? I've got Johnson about six spots ahead. Okay, and Jamie's got um, the back-to-back. So, never and mind. I'll throw so in Breida. one more that may go on the list in about six hours, and that is Corey Clement. Wow. If, if a guy is Alright, uh, and then I just thought this was fun. So last year, the Bears allowed the six fewest fantasy points to running backs, the seventh fewest receiving yards per game to opposing running backs. And they did that despite facing Le'Veon Bell, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Theo Riddick twice, Duke Johnson, Christian McCaffrey, Jarek McKinnon twice, and Giovanni Bernard. And they still did a pretty good job against pass catching running backs. Some of those guys have big games. And we'll see, uh, what carries over. All right, well, here's something. Here's some music that the fantasy baseball listeners are going to be pretty familiar with, and Heath's going to be pretty familiar with. Here it is, Heath. Welcome back. We're going to wish a big old hearty to Carson Wentz. Everybody loves this song. Welcome back, Carson Wentz. And he loves Wentz. He loves Carson Wentz now. He's got him 13th. Dave and Jamie say no way. 18th for Jamie, 17th for Dave. Who do you have ranked higher, Wentz or Wilson? Uh, Wentz. It sounds like you should drop Wilson and pick up Wentz. <laughs> it's too late. Something it's got him? too late. Oh, yeah, for zero dollars. But don't worry, we started Quincy and Noah last night, so we'll get a win. Um, Carson <laughs> Wentz. Heath, you have some hopes for him. 13th overall this week. I have, like, I think before I had any concerns about Carson Wentz missing the first two weeks of the season, I had him ranked 13th for the season. He's back week one. I've got him ranked 13th. Everything seems normal to me. You're throwing him in the fire against the Colts. Well, I'm not throwing him in the fire. Like, I would start Alex Smith over him. I'd start Matt Ryan over him. I'd start Patrick Mahomes over him. Those are all guys that were probably drafted after him in most leagues. Okay. Dave, Jamie, want to wait and see, right? Yes. 
Yeah, I mean, again, it, it's uh, there are a lot of great quarterbacks. I think he'll be okay for your team. I just don't know where his ceiling is. Do you so. think he's the best quarterback in this game? No. I've got him back-to-back. With luck ahead of Wentz? Wentz ahead of luck. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking a wait-and-see approach. I do expect Carson Wentz to be very good as the as the season moves on. And I wish that he had played last week and gotten that rust knocked off then because this is – I still think it's a favorable matchup. But I'm not, I, don't, I don't really know what to, to, to expect from him. I don't think it's going to be safe to expect him to be on target and to have a high completion percentage and to throw deep. This is this is a game where you start once if you really don't have anybody else. Random question for you. Who is your Okay, so of all the guys that you ranked number 1, what was the easiest choice? Mahomes, Kamara in PPR, no consensus number 1 wide receiver, Gronkowski or the Vikings DST? What was Gronk. the easiest choice? Gronk? What if I told you it was Antonio Brown? Well, I was looking I was, for a consensus. I was going to say Michael Thomas. But you've Julio Jones number 1. In non- oh, I thought you said, I, you said I, I don't ever move Gronk, so Gronk. Yeah, that's a good. No, point. you're all wrong. The Vikings DST was the easiest for you. Probably. Um, I mean, the Jaguars are playing Blaine Gabbert, so. Oh, fine. Good point. Let's beat the waiver wire. Let's look ahead to Week Four. I got some options for you. First of all, really think. I don't know what to expect from Aaron Jones, but 78% own. Like, probably a get out of Aaron Jones if he's available, right? Absolutely should stash him. Yep. All right, so look at look out for Aaron Jones. Uh, some DSTs for next week. The Saints are at the Giants, and the Packers have the Bills at home. You like the it? The Packers are the answer. <laughs> yeah, no, really, honestly, like Buffalo back-to-back road games going at Minnesota and then at Green Bay. Yeah, Buffalo, Bills. Uh, like, or, a couple me, of years ago, the answer to streaming defense every week was just who's Bortles playing. Now it's who are the Bills and Cardinals playing. And the Cardinals are at home against a terrible Seattle defense, so it's the Packers next week. All right, Packers it is. Uh, do you like Case Keenum maybe against the Chiefs next week? Love it. Mm. 52% owned. That's all I got. That's all I got. I went through the games. That's all I got for you. Does, does Baker Mayfield count? Not anymore. He can't beat the waiver wire. He's already played. But you can't pick him up until Tuesday. Right, that's what I'm saying. True. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you can't uh, I, I, got, I got somebody who's 55% now. owned. That could be great this week. Who you got? Latavius Murray. Yeah, people want to know if they should start him. But he plays the Rams next week on the road on Thursday. So what? If Dalvin Cook, first that's off, true. if he doesn't play this week, you want him now. Yeah, that's Sec- true. Secondly, if he's the starter for whatever reason, I mean, if Dalvin goes out and pops his hamstring. Hey. Rams Rams haven't been great against the run. No, they kind of let you run. I got a couple of rookie receivers, one in a shallow league and one in a deeper league. The shallow league is Calvin Ridley. I like his matchup a lot this week against the Saints. And in that same game for deeper leagues, Traquan Smith looks like he's going to get some more opportunities to play. And he's got some, he's got some sizzle and pop right. to his game. Cool. Yeah, we're going to start with that game. New Orleans at Atlanta. And first we're going to tell you about FanDuel and your way to get a $20 bonus on your first FanDuel deposit. That of course is at FanDuel.com slash FFT. Now FanDuel.com slash FFT is cool because you get a $20 bonus on your first deposit. It's also cool. Because that's exactly where you need to go to compete against us every week. It's a $5 entry fee to play on FanDuel. If you're not familiar with how FanDuel works, uh, you get a salary cap. You get a fake budget, basically. And you have to give a quarterback, well, for this particular contest, quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, tight end, a flex, and a DST. And you have to fit it all in the budget. So it's really fun. You can choose from any player going on Sunday, excluding the Sunday night game. Now, if you want to play the full slate of Sunday games, if you want to play the full week three slate, including Thursday and, what, well, not anymore, Thursday and Monday, you can do that. There are so many different types of contests on FanDuel, but we really want you to play against us. We want to take your money. You know, it's so fun for me. Uh, so far, I've donated $15 to the cause, but $5 entry, FanDuel.com slash FFT, FanDuel.com slash FFT, so much fun. I know you're really going to enjoy it. And, of course, you can get a $20 bonus on your first deposit. One more time. It's FanDuel.com slash FFT. To the games. Saints at Falcons. Stat of the game. Atlanta has been second worst, third worst, and ninth worst in receiving yards allowed to opposing running backs. So that's why Alvin Kamara is number one in PPR. Uh, all right. What kind of game do we expect? Is last year low-scoring games bad for fantasy? The quarterbacks weren't good. 
Atlanta won twenty to seventeen at home. Saints won twenty three to thirteen at home. Um, do we expect a high scoring game? Do we expect a low scoring game? What do you think? High score. It's the second best bonanza pick of the week. Hopefully you won't pick either of the top two, but yeah, these New Orleans defense was better last year. Maybe they'll get it figured out, but I'm not going to trust that happens on the road at Atlanta and Atlanta's defense is decimated. Yeah. Two big injuries hurting them in the middle of the field. That's part of the reason why Camara is going to be awesome this week. And uh, you guys have Drew Brees right quite high. Uh, I think it's top four. So start Drew Brees. Uh, why don't we stick with the Saints? We love Kamara, we love Drew Brees, we love Michael Thomas. They're actually a fairly easy team. But does Ted Ginn have any sleeper appeal? Yes, but you're not starting him with any semblance of confidence. I think he's in the same category as Josh Gordon this week. Sure. I'd rather start Gordon. I think Blindly I'd, start Gordon. I think I'd rather start Ginn. He's, he's top 40 for me. I just got Ginn. done telling you that they're talking about using Traquan Smith-Moore. That's, I think, more of Cameron Meredith than a tra- Ted Ginn thing. Could be both. I mean, there's plenty of targets to go around. Half of them are going to Michael Thomas right now. <laughs> Most of them are going to go to Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean, are we sure about Drew Brees? Because last week he delivered what, 21 fantasy points? As long he as they better, he played a better defense last week. What did the Falcons do last week? Why am I blanking on their game? They, they played Carolina. They won, and they started off great against Cam, and then they fell apart. They did fall apart. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, you know yeah, where DJ Moore, you know where uh, Deion Jones and um Keanu Neal typically line up? That's where DJ Moore ran right through. Yeah, it was a missed tackle. All I'm saying is like Breeze, they they had a better, they played better defense last week. The Saints and Breeze scored 21 fantasy points, which is what he did all last year. I agree. Look, forget it. Forget I said anything. Start Drew Breeze. Done. <laughs> Thank you. Men in black, erase it. Uh Calvin Ridley or Ted Ginn? Who's a better flyer? I'll take Ridley. I'd rather play Ginn. I'll take Ridley too, just because he's at home. I think he gets more playing time, and Ken Crawley has been the biggest weakness in the Saints defense for the first two weeks of the season. And he was really good last year, and he's taken a step back. No chance that Julio will go one-on-one with Crawley. I I think you're going to see Lattimore and and Julio go one-on-one all game, and that will leave Crawley for Mohamed Sanu and Ridley, and Ridley has the speed to beat him. Uh, Tevin Coleman, does anybody not love Tevin Coleman? No, I'd start him over David Johnson. I would too. Dave, you wouldn't start him over David Johnson, but you would start Tevin Coleman. Of course, he's yeah. going to have a good game. I have a great stat on this. Hold on. Tevin Coleman, oh, why, go with your why you do that? And we'll come back to Tevin Coleman. <laughs> Who do you like better, Tevin or Gio? Tevin. Gio. Uh, uh, Tevin Coleman. Okay. Tevin. They're back to back. Dave, Tevin Campbell or Tevin Coleman? Tevin Campbell or Nevin Campbell? Wasn't Tevin Campbell like the... Actress? Her name's Nevin. No. Yes. No, Tevin Campbell was like the teeny bopper. Nev Campbell is the actor. Yeah, Nevin Campbell. Are you kidding? Man, All right, bad. so I'm not up on my, <laughs> you know, 90s actresses. He was an R&B. I haven't seen Scream in a long time. He was an R&B artist back in the 90s, Tevin Campbell. Come An on. Atlanta running back has scored at least one touchdown in each of the last nine games against the Saints. Ooh. Coleman has at least a touchdown in 52 yards in three of his last four against the Saints. All right, so there seems to be one tricky guy here. It's Matt Ryan. Jamie likes him. He's got him eighth. Dave, 14th. Heath, 17th on Matt Ryan. Discuss. Jamie, why don't you start pro I Matt Ryan? I have him seventh. Oh, you have him seventh? Yes. I put a one in front of it. Okay, good. So you have him seventh. <laughs> Jamie has him eighth. And Dave, you have him 14th. So, Jamie, you can start anyway. Matt Ryan. Oh, I just think the Saints defense is not the same unit we saw last year. The pass rush has not been the same. And Ryan has a great track record against them at home. Uh, I think that will continue. And I like what I saw from Ryan last week. You know, getting the other guys involved is going to be important for him. Uh, I think he got a bad rap for playing at Philadelphia in week one against a team that's a, a hell of a lot better than what he's faced last week and what he's going to face this week. So, um, I think Ryan is, uh, is still a very good, if not great quarterback this week in a game again that's expected to be by Vegas' standards, extremely high scoring. Okay. And then do we like the tight ends? I like Hooper. The streamers, la- they're streamers. The last time Ben Watson faced the Falcons with the Saints was 2015, and he had 100 yards and a touchdown in each game. And so no Neal, no no Jones. Um, yeah, that matchup should help he, him out. He, he missed a touchdown from Breeze last week, so I think they connect. Can I just say one thing on Matt Ryan? Yeah. His offensive line lost the starter this week. The Saints' pass rush was much better last week. They really got after it compared to week one. 
I, I think he can get you, he's, he's one of those quarterbacks that can get you between 20 and 25 fantasy points. I don't think he's got the same type of ceiling that he, I don't think he can do what he did last week. He's not going to run for two touchdowns. I'd be mildly surprised if he threw three touchdowns. I think he'll be a good start. I just don't think he's one of those quarterbacks that, you know, 350 yards and four touchdowns and carries your fantasy team. He'll be good. He won't be great. Chargers at Rams, your stat of the game. Last year, Phillip Rivers faced three top ten defenses in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks, three of the ten best. He scored 19, 22, and 24 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. So as we rank Phillip Rivers, tell me in this game, Chargers or Rams, who do you like better, Rivers or Goff? I like Goff. 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 But I put Goff in that same category as Matt Ryan, where there's just not a ton of upside. I'd start Fitzmagic over both. I would too. Yeah. Should we get away from Phillip Rivers? Should the Phillip Rivers owner look for a replacement, or is it okay to start him? I, I did that exact, uh, the, the exact two quarterbacks in this game. I have in our magazine league Phillip Rivers. I picked up Jared Goff. I'm starting Goff over Rivers. Okay. Who wants to do the Wade Phillips versus Phillip Rivers stat? Uh, 13.5 fantasy points in four matchups against Phillips wow. when he was with the Broncos. And it's actually been, is it four or five or five of six games? Uh, five of six games, Wade Phillips has crushed Phillip Rivers. His defense has crushed him. And this might be his best defense yet, at least in the secondary. So there's wow. a pretty good track record of no. this defense hurting Phillip Rivers and limiting him. Not their the, best The only secondary. difference is, is that Phillips, oh, so, so confusing. Um, Phillips <laughs> yeah. had pass rushers then and he doesn't really have pass rushers now. So we'll see how this goes against Rivers. Look, uh, it, it'd be fun to see. This is the toughest match of the Chargers have left. So it's going to be interesting to see how they come out of this. All right, well, I mean, you can't get away from Melvin Gordon. Do you get away from him in daily? Yes. It's contrarian. I don't I don't mind using him in a tournament, but you can't consider him in cash. How about Austin Eckler? How do we feel about him? Flex. Yep. Better in PPR than none. All right, would you start Eckler or Royce Freeman? Eckler. 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 Eckler or Philip Lindsay? Lindsay. Lindsay. Okay. Uh, Lindsay, yes, I'm sorry. Eckler or Alex Collins? Hmm. Um, Eckler and non-PPR Collins. I'm sorry. Eckler and PPR Collins and non-PPR. I agree with that. I've got a Collins one spot higher in non. How about Eckler or Devin Funches? Funches and PPR. Eckler and Nam. Funches and both. Um, they are really remarkably close. I'll take Eckler and Nam, Funches and PPR. The Rams have not allowed 30 receiving yards to a receiver yet. They have faced Oakland and Arizona. Nobody has 30 yards. I know everybody's going to start Keenan Allen. Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams, sit him? Yes. Yes. All right. Moving on. Uh, we're not starting a, we're not starting Virgil Green, right? Or Antonio Gates? No. I mean, you can if you want to, but the the tight ends in the Saints-Falcons game are going to be better than those guys. All right, so Jared Goff, top 12 this week? No, just outside. 14, 13, 16 for Jamie David Heath for Jared Goff. Uh, Gurley, we uh, start Todd Gurley. The Rams wide receivers. What do we do with the Rams wide receivers this week? Start Brandon Cooks. And then good luck figuring out the other next guy. I'm probably like, as long as I'm in a league, I think we should just assume all leagues either have a third wide receiver or a flex. And in that situation, I'm probably starting any of them. Uh, Woods is enough. due for a touchdown. The matchups aren't great for these for these receivers against the Chargers, by the way. So I I feel like they're all going to be touchdown dependent. Cooks is the one who has the highest ceiling because of the yardage that he gets. Okay. So really don't feel great about Cup. Don't have a great feeling about Cup or Woods this week. And uh we don't love the Rams DST, you know, given that they might be number one overall going forward, maybe number two, but they're number six for Jamie, fifth for Dave, and fifth for Heath. Rams DST. We do love Tommy John. Not the surgery, but the clothing line. And you may know Tommy John is the creators of the most comfortable underwear on the planet, and I can attest to that. 
for both uh, men and women. I can attest to the men's part. Little did you know they've been working on revolutionizing comfort for men's dress shirts. So look, Tommy John is becoming just a much bigger bigger website with a lot more selection because now they have women's clothing that people love and they have these stay tuck dress shirts the first of its kind created to end the constant tuck of war that men have endured for years with their dress shirts and let me just tell you like if you go to the website you're going to see some really nice stuff and it is super comfortable i got the underwear i got a t-shirt um they got the v-neck they got the crew neck whatever you want they got a lot of different styles Obviously, a lot of different colors, but it's all super comfortable stuff that you're going to love if you go to TommyJohn.com. And what you want to do, actually, is go to TommyJohn.com slash FFT, and you will save 20 bucks on your first order. And you get free shipping, and you get free returns on all dress shirt purchases. Tommy John is really excited about their dress shirts, and you can get free returns. You won't need to return it, but go to TommyJohn.com slash FFT. Take it from me. Very, very comfortable stuff. Really awesome clothing line for men and for women. TommyJohn.com slash FFT. Get 20 bucks off your first order. I'm going to tell you the truth, guys. Still haven't picked the Bonanza. I think I'm just going to wing it at some point. You won't even know when. Cincinnati's at Carolina. Stat of the game. Through two weeks, the Panthers have allowed double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR to two running backs. How many times do you think that happened last year? Four. The only one who reads the notes. Four times all last year that a running back scored double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR. It's happened twice in two games. So we're starting Gio Bernard. Uh, how do we feel about Andy Dalton, and would you start Dalton over Phillip Rivers? Yes, I'm doing that in a couple leagues myself. I don't mind that. Um, but I do expect the Panthers' defense to be better this week than they were last week. I think I think this is another spot where they can bounce back a little bit and make things harder on Andy Dalton, and certainly they're going to focus on containing A.J. Green, which the Ravens just weren't able to do. That secondary is banged up, though. It is, but yeah, their injury report will I, determine. I think I think you're going to see them just try and keep everybody in front of them. It could be a game where A.J. Green, look, you're starting A.J. Green. He might get you 120 yards and no touchdowns. If they're going to sit back and keep everything in front of them, I like Tyler Boyd even more. And I love Gio. Yeah, that would actually help Gio quite a bit. So what are we thinking? Like like twenty ish points for Andy Dalton's like solid start? Yeah, probably close to what he did in that Colts game, nineteen points. Yeah. I like I would start him over Rivers, but I think there may be guys on the waiver wire that you could do better with. I, I'd rather I think I'd rather start Portals. I would too. Wentz or Dalton? I'll take I'll take Wentz. 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 I'll take Dalton. And remember when I say twenty fantasy points, I'm talking six point per passing touchdowns. Uh so are we gonna start any wide receivers other than AJ Green? I'd flex Boyd. PPR at Flex Boyd. Not ready to do it yet in a non-PPR. We're not in the bye weeks yet. I don't think you're that desperate to go with Boyd, but I like what I've seen from him. And uh what's his ownership percentage? 22%. You know How much? 22. That's a guy, if you're looking for a receiver to pad some depth before week three kicks into high gear, to go and grab off waivers. Hey, by the way, I, I wanted to mention somebody for deeper leagues uh, that I forgot in the last game, but or two games ago. But if we expect Atlanta, New Orleans to be high scoring, uh, Ito Smith could get like ten touches, maybe something like that. So what he got last week? I know it's nothing exciting, but it's a name to know if you're just completely I almost, desperate. I almost, I almost feel like you're you're keeping Ito Smith in case something happens to Tevin Coleman. Yeah, oh, sure. Uh, Tyler Eifert, no, we're gonna sit him. Cam Newton. It matchups don't matter with Cam Newton. Like nothing matters with Cam Newton. He's impossible to predict, in my opinion. I maybe you guys feel differently, but I feel like you're gonna rank him as a starter just about every week, right? Yes, his his running is always gonna give him a good floor, and so you know when he's throwing the ball like he did last week, you gotta like it. I didn't expect him to do what he did last week. No, neither did I. His completion percentage is sixty nine percent, which is amazing for him. It's a very nice completion percentage. Seven yards per attempt, and all three of his touchdowns came last week. And like Jamie said, he's running it. He's had 58 yards, 42 yards in two games so far. Cam Newton? Rushing touchdown. Or Fitzpatrick. Cam. Fitzpatrick. I'll go, I'll go Cam. Jamie says Fitzpatrick. The others say Cam Newton. Cam Newton or Ben Roethlisberger? Ben. Ben. I like saying things indignantly. <laughs> um, all right then. Let's talk about, let's talk about Christian McCaffrey and non-PPR. 
baby. Let's talk about a guy who's 17th in non-PPR and 7th in PPR through two weeks. Is Christian McCaffrey a must-start running back in non-PPR leagues? Yes. Yes. Say it indignantly. Yes. Running backs are averaging 3.1 yards per carry against the Bengals. He, That's okay. He'll catch a lot of passes. He will. I mean, that was against the Colts and the Ravens. Yeah, I know, but uh, he actually has a good yard per carry, Christian McCaffrey, but um, he scored. He did score 13 fantasy points in non-PPR last week with 14 catches for 102 yards, but only 37 rushing yards, 50 the, the week before. All right, fine, fine. But would you would you start Geo or Coleman over McCaffrey in non-PPR? I would not. I would. No, no, no. I'm starting both those guys ahead of Geo. I'm sorry. So you so wait, how do you rank those three, Dave, in non PPR? McCaffrey, Coleman, Geo. Alright. We're starting him uh we're starting McCaffrey and PPR everywhere. Uh Funches. Seven catches for seventy seven yards on nine targets last week. That's great, but Cam Newton threw forty five passes. How comfortable, how confident are you in Devin Funches this week? I like him. I mean his numbers uh last year went up whenever Greg Olson and Kelvin Benjamin were on the field, but mostly Olson. And you saw it last week, seven for seventy, uh, nine targets, I believe it was. Yep. And so I think that's going to be the norm for him. So it's a good matchup. He's at home, going to get a lot of targets. He's better in PPR than non-PPR. Uh, I think he's a good start this week. Cool. I think we're ready to move on. Sit the DSTs. Green Bay is at Washington. Your stat of the game: uh, quarterbacks against Green Bay in seven games without Kevin King last year. It does not look like King is going to play. Not all bad. Case Keenum, 14 points. Joe Flacco, 11 points. Jameis, 21. Deshaun Kaiser, 22 fantasy points with zero rushing fantasy points. Cam Newton, 38. Case Keenum, 11 in frigid weather, terrible conditions. And Matthew Stafford, 32. So at the end of the year, it got really bad. Um, all right, Alex Smith. How do you feel about Alex Smith this week? Can you start him? I am starting him. Over who? Fitzpatrick. Wow, that's bold, bold, bold. And kind of ridiculous, actually. I'm going to go Fitzpatrick in the upside against the Steelers. I just think it's an even easier matchup for Fitzpatrick. Ridiculous, he says. Oh, he says it's ridiculous. I dropped the ridiculous. Ryan Fitzpatrick's last two games outweigh the decade of terribleness. Do you want to compare Alex Smith's last decade? To Ryan Fitzpatrick's happily. I don't think you're going to look at Alex Smith and say that his last decade was great. Better than Fitzpatrick was the only thing I was aiming for. I just think Fitzpatrick has more upside. You have to play for upside in fantasy now. I think Alex Smith, last week one was fine. He didn't throw the ball very much. They played Arizona. It was still a good week. 255 yards on 30 attempts with two touchdowns. That's great. Against the Colts, it wasn't good, but he threw for 292 yards. He just didn't get in the end zone. I expect this game to be a bit of a track meet, and uh, I think he's a top-ten quarterback. So Smith is 20th, I think, for Dave and Jamie, and I think ninth for Heath. So there's a little bit of a difference there. Um, and but we, uh, Well, actually, he's so low. So I was going to say, would you start him over Russell Wilson? And I know Heath would. Alex yep. Smith, Russell Wilson for Jamie, Dave. Wilson for me. Yeah, Wilson. All right. Washington running backs, what are we doing with these guys? Starting Chris Thompson, and I'd avoid Adrian Peterson. I'm starting them both. I am also starting them both. I like Thompson way better in PPR for obvious reasons. Packers are giving up about five yards per carry on the ground. And uh, Adrian Peterson, to me, it's a little bit more touchdown dependent than I'd like, but I think he gets more work than he got last week. And what he's doing catching the ball out of the backfield is kind of an added bonus. I wouldn't even factor that into your evaluation much. No, I, I understand that, but anything he contributes there is like yeah. extra. Three, he had 30 yards receiving. Last week, 30 yards receiving. The year, the week before, 70 yards receiving, but 30 yards is actually a lot for Adrian Peterson. God, Alex Smith loves throwing to running backs. Uh, I think they're, I feel like they'd be tough to rank, uh, you know, particularly in, in non-PPR for, for, uh, Chris Thompson. Like, which guy would you prefer in non-PPR, Peterson or Thompson? It's easy for me. It's Thompson. I don't want any part of Adrian Peterson this week. I've got Thompson one spot ahead of Peterson in, in non-PPR. I'll take Peterson. Yeah, I just think the way that this game should go, he's not going to be on the field very much. So would you start any Detroit or New England running back over Chris Thompson? No. 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 Okay. Would you start Lamar Miller or Chris Thompson? 
Miller. Miller and non Thompson and PPR. Yep. 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 Man, Thompson, 13 catches last week, six catches for 63 yards and a touchdown the week before, off to a great start. Any Washington wide receivers? No. Jordan Reed, Chris Thompson. <laughs> how, how much do you like Jordan Reed, guys? This Packers, they were pretty good against tight ends last year. And uh, he's, he's about as much of a must-start as a tight end can be that's not Ertz, Kelsey, or Grunk. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. Well said. We're going to start Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay running backs, what are we doing? Avoid. There's three of them now in that backfield. I, I Were we sitting in stunned silence there? I wonder how much Jones is going to play based on what McCarthy said. I, I I don't have the confidence to start any of them. I'd flex Jamal Williams in non-PPR. Yeah, I, I'm, I am too, just out of need. <laughs> uh, but I still think we haven't seen the best of him yet. I mean, look. The, he, he's faced two of the best run defense he's going to face all season with the Bears and the and the Vikings. I don't think the Redskins are in that category. Yeah, like there are three running backs I had ranked between Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell and non-PPR, and they're all back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, and I kind of feel the same about all of them. It's Sony Michelle, then Jamal Williams, then Carrion Johnson. Yeah, I mean, Williams is going to play the most. His pass yeah. blocking has been fantastic, and I, I, I just don't think we've seen the best of what this run game can be. Can he fall into the end zone? Yeah, he could. Yeah, I mean, look, right, they made so they made Jordan Wilkins look good started. last week. That's true. They really did. They he did, had a good yeah. Game. And they're going to be playing with the lead, and I think he's going to get some fourth quarter work. I, I don't mind Williams as a flex, but it's just hard to say he's a must-start guy. Okay, what about the Packers wide receivers? Obviously, Devontae Adams. Are you starting Randall Cobb or Geronimo Allison? I'd put Allison second over Cobb. I'll take Cobb. I'll flex both of them. Yeah, they're both flexes, but I like the matchup for Cobb in the slot. So who scores more fantasy points? A Packers wide receiver not named Devonta Adams, so Cobb or Allison or Jamal Williams? What format? PPR, it's a no-brainer. It's going to be the receiver. And I'll take the receiver in non-PPR as well. I'll take Williams in non-PPR. I'll take Williams in non-PPR. Half PPR. Williams. Receivers. Cobb. All right. Cobb or Funchess? Funchess. Cobb. Cobb. Jamie Allison or Funchess? Funchess. All right. I think Funches a lot this week. Start Jimmy Graham. Uh, this just in. This just into the newsroom. I've settled. I've made my choice. Choose the form, as they say. Sunday night, baby. Lions Patriots. Everybody's gonna be great. Where's your bonanza? The running back for Detroit? Well, do I have to choose one? Like, I mean, you just said everybody's going to be great. Everybody that that's being sense. started. Everybody that's that being started. That was the sense that came out of your mouth. Everyone being started is going to be great. I think, I, no, I think for this to work, because you've picked a team, two teams. Yeah, it's tough. That have, like, the Lions have three startable receivers. The Patriots have a, just a complete cluster at wide receiver. Both teams have three running backs. And so you're going to judge this by saying, yes, one of the running backs was good this week, and one of each, for each team will be. I think you need to tell us, pick one running back for each team to be for this bonanza to be judged on. James White. Okay. And carry on Johnson. Okay, that's fair. And I mean the receivers are tough too. I would say that there are rank, rank the receivers in this game. Uh, Golden Tate. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Chris Hogan, Josh Gordon. That's how I would rank it. Uh, you forgot one. Philip Dorsett? The leading receiver for the Patriots so far. <laughs> Who am I forgetting? Philip Dorsett, Dorsett. Oh, the leading Dorsett. receiver for the Patriots so far. Yeah. I told everybody yesterday, Dorsett had more targets, catches, and yards in week one than Hogan has targets, catches, and yards through two games. Yeah, which is just sick. Yeah, he might do well. He might. It's gonna be a lot of points. It's gonna be. Uh, or he may not play. <laughs> it's gonna be fifty-five or more points in this game. It's gonna be a big one. Colts are at the Eagles. Stat of the game: sixty-five or more points. But yeah, it should be. Uh, stat of the game: cheese steaks, according to Medium.com. Surprisingly, cheese was not originally part of Pat and Harry Oliveri's original recipe. For cheesesteaks. It was added later on by a manager of Pat's restaurant. So was it called a cheesesteak before it had cheese? You know what? I it probably not, but 
what seems so like they invented it wasn't a cheese stick. They invented a steak sandwich. Somebody else was like, "Hey, throw some cheese on it," and now they're famous. I'm really mad about this. Uh, we asked you this earlier. We kind of talked. We talked a lot about Carson Wentz. Which quarterback do you like better? Wait, you're getting a hedgehog? Yes. What? Yeah. Was, yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, Jamie's reading twi- Twitter while Adam does stat of the game and just found out I'm getting a hedgehog. You just found out you're getting a hedgehog? Oh, I found out last night. Did I'm, you approve of the mistake. hedgehog before the I hedgehog was in your house? We, this will be the fourth pet in our house, and I've approved none of them. I wow. don't have any I, – I have authority in many areas in my home. What are they? The pet ownership is not an area where I even get a vote. All right. What? I know you have a dog. <laughs> I, I have a dog that most people would call a cat. Okay. <laughs> um, we have two frogs that what? my son got as tadpoles three years ago uh-huh. and are just gigantic frogs now, and they've lived three years in our house. Okay, that's cool. And now we're going to have a hedgehog. Wow. The frogs don't actually fun. like hop around the house. When do you start selling admission for your farm? <laughs> <laughs> uh, luck or Wentz? <laughs> I'll go luck. I'll take luck for now, but if T.Y. Hilton doesn't play or... Even maybe Jack Doyle doesn't play. It's not good news for him. Wentz. Is Anthony Costanzo going to play? Also a name we have to keep tabs on. Yeah, because there's a thought. You know, I was reading the Indianapolis Star earlier this week that when Costanzo gets back, maybe they stay, they start taking more shots down the field. Um, but, yeah, right now Andrew Luck is averaging 5.3, 5.93 yards per attempt. That is lower than Dak Prescott and Eli Manning. It is really awful. So he's outside the top 12. Um, we talked about Wentz earlier. Are we avoiding all of the, we just say avoid the Colts running backs? Yes. Yeah. They don't get enough work individually. Yeah. Although if Marlon Mack is out, Jordan Wilkins looked good last week. But was that because of the Redskins or was that because of Jordan Wilkins? Um, right. I would hope it's right now, both. right now the Eagles are allowing 2.68 yards per carry to opposing <laughs> is that running good? backs. That's pretty good. Um, and they have faced Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Um, and and uh, Devontae Freeman averaged six yards per carry on six carries for whatever that's worth. The Colts wide receivers just T.Y. Hilton. We start T.Y. Hilton if he plays, right? Yes. Okay. Tight ends for the Colts. Any interest? Absolutely. Start him. I don't like him. Who do you like better? Ebron, because he's healthier. Yeah, if Doyle's out, Ebron might be a top four tight end. hundred percent agree. All right. Great. I think the Eagles do a good job covering tight ends. I know they had a hard time tackling O.J. Howard last week. But for the most part, they've been good. You go back to last year, they've been good against him. They have. They played a lot of good tight ends last year. Kelsey had a huge game. Gronk had a good game. Jordan Reed had a good game. But not everybody did. I mean, I don't know. Like, Jimmy Graham, eight points. Ingram, nine points. Rudolph, eight points. That was at the end of last year. Hunter Henry, seven points. So they I mean, were, you get eight points. That's a, that, that's, that's good. A, that's top six at tight ends. Right. That's a I was looking at touchdowns more than yardage. Okay. I mean, Ebron's, Ebron's targets would be close maybe, to 10. Maybe. How about the Eagles running backs? I mean, I hope they sit a Jai. Rest and, a Jai. And, and Sproles. Sproles doesn't sound like he's playing. So Corey Clement's a, uh, a, a starter in PPR for sure and a borderline starter in non-PPR with Sproles up. And if you're playing DFS and Jay Ajayi's out, don't worry about Corey Clement's ownership. Just take the free, free square. Yep. Be smart somewhere else. If Ajayi plays, would you start him? Uh, in seasonal, yes. In daily, no. Yeah, I, I, like he's going to be in that Leonard Fournette range, but behind him. But there's not a lot after that. Like a low-end number two running back. Yeah. Guy you hope scores. I'd definitely start Carlos Hyde over him. <laughs> Would you start Jamal Williams or Jay Ajayi? Ajayi. 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 How do you feel about Nelson Aguilar? I think you keep starting him in PPR. In any format. Yep. Must start. Aguilar or Tyler Boyd? Aguilar. That's not close. Wrong category. Aguilar or Devin Funches? Aguilar. Still not, still not the right category. Aguilar or, or Philip Lindsay? Aguilar. Still not the right category. Aguilar or Jordan Howard? Jordan Howard. Howard. All right. Howard. Let's go uh, to the next game. Aguilar or PPR? Aguilar or PPR. Yeah. Start Zach Ertz and start the Eagles DST. Uh, even though the Colts have allowed just three sacks this year. All right, we can probably do these last games pretty quickly. we got some good defenses here, some bad offenses. Chicago's at Arizona. Uh, wait, just real quick, it sounds like Costanzo's not going to play. He he suffered a setback on Wednesday. That's a bummer. All right, guys, ten minutes for three games. Chicago at Arizona, stat of the game number one. The Cardinals are on pace to score 48 points this year. Tampa Bay scored 48 points at, the, at New Orleans in week one. Stat of the game number two. The Bears allowed only one receiving touchdown to a running back last year. 
uh, and thus far have not allowed uh, more than 23 receiving yards to a running back, but we already talked about David Johnson. Since we already talked about him, let's talk about Larry Fitzgerald. Start with Larry Fitzgerald. Sit. Until you see it from Fitzgerald, you can't use him in non-PPR. He's a touchdown-dependent, volume-dependent wide receiver. And if he's got volume, that'll help you in PPR. But it, it's bad. It's I don't think – like I talked about how David Johnson can come through and have a good game. I don't think it's nearly as likely that Larry Fitzgerald can bounce back in the same way. But what, what's the difference, though? One's a great young running back who can do a ton of things and get 20 touches, and the other one's a 35-year-old slug. The one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. He's not. Show some but I mean, you're, you're he going, is one you're, of the greatest. But you're going time. based on past performance, though, right, with for David what? Johnson? For Dave, sure, but I'm also looking at the recent pass for Larry Fitzgerald. And he has, but hasn't the recent no pass for David Johnson been? Well, let's give week? Johnson a little credit in week one. Oh, I, I am. I just don't see much difference in Johnson if, didn't get nearly one, as much work. Neither of them did. Last if week. one bouncing back, I would, I would think is you have to be somewhat hopeful that both can bounce back. I'm gonna speed I, it up, but guys. I think it's much more likely that Johnson bounces back. If than Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald practices fully today, I'm starting him in non PPR and flexing him PPR or flexing him in non PPR, starting him in none. He had a good week one. He only played half a game last week. I'm not like it just depends on how healthy he is. Depends on Please how many start Josh Rosens. Get that bomb Bradford out of there. Bum Bradford. All right, let's go to the Bears then. Trubisky is outside the top twenty. Uh Jordan Howard is a top twelve running back in non PPR, top fifteen in PPR. They say they want to get him more work. Uh forget about starting or sitting Tariq Cohen. He's seventy two percent owned. If you were not the Jordan Howard owner, do you see any reason to hang on to Tariq Cohen? No, even if I am the Jordan Howard owner. Well, he's a handcuff. Um, starter sit Allen Robinson. Start. Start. Must start. Absolutely. Uh, ready for this one? Robinson or Aguilar? Aguilar. I'm actually going to go Robinson in both. I'll take Aguilar in both, but it's close. The Cardinals have not allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver, but three Rams receivers did have uh, more than 63 yards. The Washington receivers were terrible. I don't know. I mean, it was a tough matchup last year. It's not the same team. But, Heath, you're very confident in Allen Robinson? I'm very confident in Allen Robinson. I like targets. And I think what's happening right now, we're going to talk about this more with the next player you're going to ask about, that I'm probably going to move up a little bit because I'm too low on him, but I'm just scared to death. (laughs) Mitchell Trubisky is one read and go right now. He's not going through the progressions, and that's leading to a situation where – Allen Robinson has 21 targets, and nobody else has more than 12. Okay. He's also not consistently accurate with his throws, which is a problem. Mm-hmm. And Trey Burton is the guy that Heath was alluding to. Jamie's got him ninth. Dave fifth. Heath gonna move him up from 16th. Not not a whole lot though. I don't I don't feel good about it. It was nice that he scored the touchdown on the Travis Kelsey play last week, but it's looked bad through two weeks. He hasn't gotten the type of targets that we'd like. He had six in week one, four in week two. You almost wish he'd have seven or eight a game. And I think the key will be, what, and I don't know how to know this, but how many plays is Matt Nagy going to design where Trey Burton's the first look? Because that's who Trubisky well, that, that was to. supposed to be the case. Yes. Yeah. It's been, but it's been Robinson. You know what so he's far. been? He's been OJ Howard. What do you mean he's been OJ Howard? OJ Howard has. Target wise. He's been OJ Howard. Oh, target wise. OJ Howard, Howard averages targets? like 50 yards per catch. Howard has like six. <laughs> he's kind of, he's kind of been awesome. Uh, Austin Hooper. Well, yeah, would you start? Yeah. Would you start? It's been a bad start. Burton or a Colts tight end? Both Colts. Burton. Both Colts. Would you start Burton or Kittle? Kittle. Kittle. I have Burton higher. Burton or Disley? Burton. Burton. That's right close. in the range of. Am I going Could you to make? Move, am I going to move him up that high? Right, right, right. <laughs> Could you make the case that they're similar in that they're both at this point touchdown dependent? Yes. Oh, for sure. I mean, Disley did have the one long play. Burton hasn't had that yet. D- Disley's being targeted farther down the field than Burton is, for sure. Mm-hmm. Bears DST, top three. Let's go to Dallas at Seattle. Uh, it looks like Sean Lee is going to play, so I won't really give the stat on Sean Lee. But they were much worse with that. Well, I mean, this year. Seattle run game is going to be in trouble now. <laughs> stat of the game, uh, I've got three stats of the game. One was about Sean Lee. Stat of the game, number two. Only four quarterbacks in Dallas's last 13 games have scored 20 or more fantasy points against the Cowboys. Only one scored more than 23 fantasy points, so it's a tough matchup for Russell Wilson. Stat of the game number three. Dating back to last year in Dallas's last 11 games, only two opposing wide receivers 
have more than 70 yards. Only five have scored double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR. This pass defense is really good. They are going to sack Russell Wilson quite a bit. Is there anyone on Seattle you are confident in starting? Will Disley. Will Disley is the only one. Wow. What about Russell Wilson? Here's my problem. No, no sense of confidence. And here's my problem with the whole situation. I don't even know that the Cowboys have an elite pass defense. I think it's good. They, like Brian Schottenheimer is licking his chops right now because Dallas does exactly what he has dreams about doing. They've burned 52 offensive plays a game. It's just slow, old, slobber-knocking football. I, the Seahawks have run 55 plays a game. There's not going to be enough opportunity. Both teams are going to run it. It stays close and it stays ugly. Do you have the run pass ratio for Seattle through the first two weeks of the season? Oh, they've there? had to throw it a bunch because they've been behind. Yeah. But I, you know there, who's not already, running? There's already dissension. I mean, Russell Wilson's changing plays at line of scrimmage. Pete Carroll's upset with, uh, he's not following the plays. He's taking shots at Russell Wilson about how it, it's on him with some of the plays. Uh, it, it's, it's not good right now. It's not, now we've seen this before. I mean, last year, Russell Wilson scored a combined 24 fantasy points in his first two games. He was sacked three times in both games. Then he scored 30 or more fantasy points in four of his next five games. And he had three games rest of season with fewer than 22. He was amazing. He's somewhat of a slow starter, but he doesn't have Doug Baldwin. The Cowboys defense is good. So we're sitting, we're sitting the Seahawks. Will Disley is a, is a borderline start. I mean, I have a lot of Tyler Lockett, but, like I, he's just, number three receiver. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you have to totally get away from him, but I don't no, want to start. No, though. but I, and and look, the same thing with Russell Wilson. You guys, you guys didn't make a quarterback move, right? Uh, we have a claim no. in. I'm not gonna say who it is, but yeah, we have a claim in for someone that's ranked higher than uh, Russell Wilson. Does he have a big, giant, bushy beard? You know what, Dave? It doesn't matter. Oh, it okay. doesn't matter. Are you well, not gonna I, say? I, I, I fine for God's about. sake, for the sake of the podcast, we have a claim. I mean, in we, we we have to be transparent. For Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to start Garoppolo over him. Right. Which that is makes smart. Sense. Are you yeah. dropping him? No. Okay. No. We need a win. We need a win. I, We're 0-2. We need a win. I think it's tough to see the upside with Russell Wilson, but I think he can do enough to get you. What he did last week? Close to 25 points. I don't think 25 is in his no, I possibility think, I think in this matchup. He needs I think to run. Is about a ceiling. Does he even have 20 rushing yards? He's not running. It's very strange. He, 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 is, he running. is running. He's running for his life. He, that is a, a very good point, Adam. I tweeted about this earlier this week. He averaged five to six rush attempts almost every year of his career. He has five attempts in two games so far. 17 and, and, rush yards last week. And Dallas did struggle with Cam running in week one. All right. Uh, for the Cowboys, it's just Ezekiel Elliott, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And well, no, I think this is the week that they're receiving. No. <laughs> and the DSTs your, are both. Your bet, your bet got a lot better last week. What was the bet? Beasley. Oh, yeah, he's not catching 90. <laughs> Fell off. A uh, bit. The Cowboys and Seahawks DSTs are both uh, worth starting. I think we like the Cowboys better. In fact, Heath hates the Seahawks DST. Not, not in the top 24. Buffalo at Minnesota. Stat of the game. This is actually interesting. Dating back to last season, in Buffalo's last nine games, including the postseason, only three opposing wide receivers have had more than 70 receiving yards. Twice it was Jarvis Landry. Um, and they faced some good ones in there. And uh, Jarvis Landry is the only wide receiver to score double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR against the Bills in their last seven games. That was of, of last year. This year they haven't been quite as good. Yards-wise, yes. Touchdown-wise, no. Um... But, you know, I look, I was surprised that Kirk Cousins wasn't a top-five quarterback. He's 11th for Jamie, 12th for Dave, 8th for Heath. Is that just because quarterback is so good? Yes. Okay. I am higher than that. You do? What do you have now? Uh, eighth, I think. Eighth? Okay. So you're starting him over Wentz, uh, Fitzpatrick or Cousins? Cousins. Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. I just the thing that concerns me about Cousins a little bit is does he have the Flacco game? Just comes out and just it's easy for him. There, it's you know, and he's not playing in the fourth quarter. Is Dalvin Cook playing in the game, and does that impact Kirk Cousins? No. The only thing it might impact is they don't, think they don't throw it to running backs. Right, Cousins, Cousins is going to get his numbers. It's just a matter of how high the ceiling is. Is he going to get you twenty eight, thirty? Is he going to do what he did last week, or is he going to do what he did in week one? All right, so start start your. Uh... Start your Vikings, sit your Bills. Vikings DST is number one overall, and Dalvin Cook oh. is a must start. What about 
Latavius Murray. Last thing, is there sleeper appeal here? He only had four Absolutely. carries last week. They, they've allowed five touch, they've allowed touchdown or 90 total yards to five running backs in the first two weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. And six total touchdowns allowed. Eight them. fantasy points to four different running backs yep. as well. Okay. Thank you guys. Good show. And again, go make sure that Murray is, uh, if he's on your waiver wire, go add him just in case. Because you'll start him this week. You don't want to make the rush on Sunday and somebody else beats him to you. And also make sure Dan Bailey's not available. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Great call. And, uh, we'll add him one more thing. Bye, Jamie. Gotta go back. We got a mailbag coming up. Uh, we're recording today. We'll air it tomorrow. And we got Ion Fantasy Football on Saturday night. We'll talk to you then. See you later, everybody. Uh, na, 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 na. Uh,